Hello, this is Adrian Hendricks. And Jerry Hendricks with Save One More Now, Incorporated, where our focus is to lovingly confront all activities dishonoring human life created in the image of God. There is no greater dishonor to God in human life than to reject His eternal salvation only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us. Today we are honored to present the Word of God. We pray that this message will minister to each of you as you allow the Holy Spirit to do in your hearts what only He can do. We have this assurance at Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 through 11. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from the sky, and doesn't return there, but waters the earth, and makes it grow and bud, and gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing I sent it to do. We begin with excerpts from a summary found at gotquestions.org. Esther is the Jewish maiden who became queen of Persia and rescued her people from a murderous plot to annihilate them. Her story is recorded in the Old Testament book bearing her name. The Jewish Feast of Purim celebrates this particular deliverance of the Jews. The story of Esther begins with the king's banquet. King Ahasuerus, also called Xerxes, was the son of the famed Persian king Darius I, who was also mentioned in the books of Ezra, Daniel, and Haggai. The year of the incident between Esther and King Xerxes was about 483 BC. As with most of the pagan Gentile kings of that day, King Xerxes enjoyed putting on public displays of his wealth and power. Evidently, during the feast that is mentioned in Esther 1, verses 10 and 11, the king requested that his wife, Queen Vashti, come before the entire gathering of officials to show them her great beauty wearing her crown. The speculation is that King Xerxes wanted Vashti to appear wearing only the crown. Queen Vashti refused the king's request and he became enraged. King Xerxes consulted his advisors and the law, and they suggested the king issue a decree throughout the land that Vashti could never again enter his presence. The king did so, proclaiming the edict in all the provincial languages. With Vashti vanquished, the king was without a queen. Xerxes' attendants suggested he make a search for beautiful virgins throughout the land to find a new queen. Josephus, the Jewish historian, records that King Xerxes chose a total of 400 women to fill the harem and act as candidates for the new queen at Esther chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. From this point, you will hear this riveting story from the combined canonical text and apocryphal insights from the book of Esther. Prologue. In the second year of the reign of Xerxes, the great king, on the first day of Nisan, Mordecai, the son of Yair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish of the tribe of Benjamin, a Jew dwelling in the city Shusan, a great man serving in the king's palace, saw a vision. That he was of the captivity which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried captive from Jerusalem with Jeconiah, the king of Judea. This was his dream. Behold, voices and a noise, thunders and earthquake, tumult upon the earth. And behold, two great serpents came out, both ready for conflict. 
A great voice came from them. Every nation was prepared for battle by their voice even to fight against the nation of the just. Behold, a day of darkness and blackness, tribulation and anguish, affliction and torment upon the earth. And all the righteous nation was troubled, fearing their own afflictions. They prepared to die and cried to God. Something like a great river from a little spring with much water came from their crying. Light and the sun arose, and the lowly were exalted and devoured the honorable. Mordecai, who had seen this vision and what God desired to do, having arisen, kept it in his heart, and desired by all means to interpret it even until night. Now we present the book of Esther. Chapter 1 And it came to pass after these things in the days of Xerxes, this Xerxes ruled over 127 provinces from India. In those days when King Xerxes was on the throne in the city of Shushan, in the third year of his reign, he made a feast for his friends and the other nations and for the nobles of the Persians and Medes and the chief of the local governors. After this, after he had shown them the wealth of his kingdom and the abundant glory of his wealth during 180 days, when the days of the marriage feast were completed, the king made a banquet for the people of the nations who were present in the city for six days in the court of the king's house, which was adorned with fine linen and flax on cords of fine linen and purple, fastened to golden and silver studs on pillars of white marble and stone. There were golden and silver couches on a pavement of emerald stone and of pearl and of white marble with transparent coverings variously flowered, having roses worked around it. There were gold and silver cups and a small cup of carbuncle set out of the value of 30,000 talents with abundant and sweet wine which the king himself drank. This banquet was not according to the appointed law, but as the king desired to have it. He charged the stewards to perform his will and that of the company. Also, Vashti the queen made a banquet for the women in the palace where King Xerxes lived. Now, on the seventh day, the king, being married, told Haman, Bazan, Thara, Barazi, Zatholtha, Abatza, and Theraba, the seven chamberlains, servants of King Xerxes, to bring in the queen to him, to enthrone her, and crown her with the diadem, and to show her to the princes and her beauty to the nations, for she was beautiful. But Queen Vashti didn't listen to him to come with the chamberlains. So the king was grieved and angered, and he said to his friends, This is what Vashti said, therefore pronounce your legal judgment on this case. So Archisaeus, Sasathias, and Molisaiar, the princes of the Persians and Medes, who were near the king, who sat chief and ranked by the king, drew near to him and reported to him according to the laws what it was proper to do to Queen Vashti because she had not done the things commanded by the king through the chamberlains. And Mamukin said to the king and to the princes, Queen Vashti has not wronged the king only, but also all the king's rulers and princes. For he has told them the words of the queen and how she disobeyed the king. As she then refused to obey King Xerxes, so this day the other wives of the chiefs of the Persians and Medes, having heard what she said to the king, would dare in the same way to dishonor their husbands. If then it seems good to the king, let him make a royal decree, and let it be written according to the laws of the Medes and Persians, and let him not alter it. 
don't allow the queen to come in to him anymore. Let the king give her royalty to a woman better than she. Let the law of the king, which he will have made, be widely proclaimed in his kingdom. Then all the women will give honor to their husbands, from the poor even to the rich. This advice pleased the king and the princess, and the king did as Mamukin said, and sent into all his kingdom through the several provinces according to their language, so that men might be feared in their own houses. Chapter 2 After this, the king's anger was pacified, and he no more mentioned Vashti, bearing in mind what she had said and how he had condemned her. Then the servants of the king said, Let chaste, beautiful young virgins be sought for the king. Let the king appoint local governors in all the provinces of his kingdom, and let them select fair, chaste young ladies and bring them to the city Shushan, into the women's apartment. Let them be consigned to the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women. Then let things for purification and other needs be given to them. Let the woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. This thing pleased the king, and he did so. Now there was a Jew in the city Shushan, and his name was Mordecai, the son of Jairus, the son of Shemi, the son of Kish of the tribe of Benjamin. He had been brought as a prisoner from Jerusalem, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried into captivity. He had a foster child, daughter of Amenadab, his father's brother. Her name was Esther. When her parents died, he brought her up to womanhood as his own. This lady was beautiful. And because the king's ordinance was published, many ladies were gathered to the city of Shushan under the hand of Haggai. And Esther was brought to Haggai, the keeper of the women. The lady pleased him, and she found favor in his sight. He hurried to give her the things for purification, her portion, and the seven maidens appointed her out of the palace. He treated her and her maidens well in the woman's apartment, but Esther didn't reveal her family or her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her not to tell. But Mordecai used to walk every day by the women's court to see what would become of Esther. Now this was the time for a virgin to go into the king when she should have fulfilled 12 months. For so are the days of purification fulfilled. Six months while they are anointing themselves with oil of myrrh and six months with spices and women's purifications. And then the lady goes into the king. The officer that he commands to do so will bring her to come in with him from the woman's apartment to the king's chamber. She enters in the evening, and in the morning she departs to the second woman's apartment, where Hegai, the king's chamberlain, is keeper of the women. She doesn't go in to the king again unless she is called by name. And when the time was fulfilled for Esther, the daughter of Amenadab, the brother of Mordecai's father, to go into the king, she neglected nothing which the chamberlain, the woman's keeper, commanded. For Esther found grace in the sight of all who looked at her. So Esther went into King Xerxes in the twelfth month, which is Adar, in the seventh year of his reign. The king loved Esther, and she found favor beyond all the other virgins. He put the queen's crown on her. The king made a banquet for all his friends and great men for seven days, and he highly celebrated the marriage of Esther, and he granted a remission of taxes to those who were under his dominion. Meanwhile, Mordecai served in the palace. 
Now Esther had not revealed her kindred, for so Mordecai commanded her to fear God and perform his commandments as when she was with him. Esther didn't change her manner of life. Two chamberlains of the king, the chiefs of the bodyguard, were grieved because Mordecai was promoted, and they sought to kill King Xerxes. And the matter was discovered by Mordecai, and he made it known to Esther, and she declared to the king the matter of the conspiracy. And the king examined the two chamberlains and hanged them. Then the king gave orders to make a note of memorial and the royal records of the good offices of Mordecai as accommodation. Chapter 3 After this, King Xerxes highly honored Haman, the son of Hamadatha, who began. He exalted him and set his seat above all his friends. All in the palace bowed down to him, for so the king had given orders to do. But Mordecai didn't bow down to him. And they in the king's palace said to Mordecai, Mordecai, why do you transgress the commands of the king? They questioned him daily, but he didn't listen to them. So they reported to Haman that Mordecai resisted the commands of the king, and Mordecai had shown to them that he was a Jew. When Haman understood that Mordecai didn't bow down to him, he was greatly enraged and took counsel to utterly destroy all the Jews who were under the rule of Xerxes. In the twelfth year of the reign of Xerxes, he made a decision by casting lots by day and month to kill the race of Mordecai in one day. The lot fell on the fourteenth day of the month of Adar. So he spoke to King Xerxes, saying, There is a nation scattered among the nations in all your kingdom, and their laws differ from all the other nations. They disobey the king's laws. It is not expedient for the king to tolerate them. If it seems good to the king, let him make a decree to destroy them, and I will remit into the king's treasury 10,000 talents of silver. So the king took off his ring and gave it into the hands of Haman to seal the decrees against the Jews. The king said to Haman, Keep the silver and treat the nation as you will. So the king's recorders were called in the first month on the thirteenth day, and they wrote as Haman commanded to the captains and governors in every province, from India even to Ethiopia, to 127 provinces, and to the rulers of the nations according to their languages in the name of King Xerxes. The message was sent by couriers throughout the kingdom of Xerxes to utterly destroy the race of the Jews on the first day of the twelfth month, which is Adar, and to plunder their goods. The following is the copy of the letter from the great king Xerxes to the rulers and the governors under them of 127 provinces, from India even to Ethiopia, who hold authority under him ruling over many nations and having obtained dominion over the whole world, I was determined, not elated by the confidence of power, but ever conducting myself with great moderation and gentleness to make the lives of my subjects continually tranquil, desiring both to maintain the kingdom quiet and orderly to its utmost limits and to restore the peace desired by all men. When I had asked my counselors how this should be brought to pass, Haman, who excels in soundness of judgment among us and has been manifestly well inclined without wavering and with unshaken fidelity and had obtained the second post in the kingdom, informed us that a certain ill-disposed people is mixed up with all the tribes throughout the world. 
opposing their law to every other nation and continually neglecting the commands of the king so that the united government blamelessly administered by us is not quietly established. Heaven then conceived that this nation is continually set in opposition to every man, introducing as a change a foreign code of laws and injuriously plotting to accomplish the worst of evils against our interests and against the happy establishment of the monarchy. We instruct you in the letter written by Haman, who is set over the public affairs and is our second governor, to destroy them all utterly with their wives and children by the swords of the enemies without pitying or sparing any on the 14th day of the 12th month, Adar, of the present year, that the people aforetime and now ill-disposed to us, having been violently consigned to death in one day, may hereafter secure to us continually a well-constituted and quiet state of affairs. Copies of the letters were published in every province, and an order was given to all the nations to be ready for that day. This business was hastened also in Shushan. The king and Haman began to drink, but the city was troubled. Chapter 4 But Mordecai, having perceived what was done, tore his garments, put on sackcloth, and sprinkled dust upon himself. Having rushed forth through the open street of the city, he cried with a loud voice, A nation that has done no wrong is going to be destroyed. He came to the king's gate and stood, for it was not lawful for him to enter into the palace wearing sackcloth and ashes. And in every province where the letters were published, there was crying, lamentation, and great mourning on the part of the Jews. They wore sackcloth and ashes. The queen's maids and chamberlains went in and told her, and when she had heard what was done, she was disturbed. She sent to clothe Mordecai and take away his sackcloth, but he refused. So Esther called for her chamberlain, Hathach, who waited upon her, and she sent to learn the truth from Mordecai. Mordecai showed him what was done and the promise which Haman had made the king of 10,000 talents to be paid into the treasury that he might destroy the Jews. And he gave him the copy of what was published in Shushan concerning their destruction to show to Esther and told him to charge her to go in and entreat the king and to beg him for the people. Remember, he said, the days of your humble condition, how you were nursed by my hand, because Haman, who holds the next place to the king, has spoken against us for death. Call upon the Lord and speak to the king concerning us to deliver us from death. So Hathach went in and told her all these words. Esther said to Hathach, Go to Mordecai and say, All the nations of the empire know that any man or woman who goes in to the king into the inner court without being called, that person can't live, except to whomever the king stretches out his golden scepter, he shall live. I haven't been called to go in to the king for thirty days. So Hathach reported to Mordecai all the words of Esther. Then Mordecai said to Hathach, Go and say to her, Esther, don't say to yourself that you alone will escape in the kingdom more than all the other Jews. For if you refuse to listen on this occasion, help and protection will come to the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Who knows if you have been made queen for this occasion? And Esther sent the man that came to her to Mordecai, saying, Go and assemble the Jews that are in Shushan, and all of you fast for me, and don't eat or drink for three days, night and day. 
my maidens and I will also fast. Then I will go into the king contrary to the law, even if I must die. So Mordecai went and did all that Esther commanded him. He prayed to the Lord, making mention of all the works of the Lord. He said, Lord God, you are king ruling over all, for all things are in your power, and there is no one who can oppose you in your purpose to save Israel. For you have made the heaven and the earth and every wonderful thing under heaven. You are Lord of all, and there is no one who can resist you, Lord. You know all things. You know, Lord, that it is not in insolence, nor arrogance, nor love of glory that I have done this, to refuse to bow down to the arrogant Haman, for I would gladly have kissed the soles of his feet for the safety of Israel. But I have done this that I might not set the glory of man above the glory of God. I will not worship anyone except you, my Lord, and I will not do these things in arrogance. And now, O Lord God, the King, the God of Abraham, spare your people, for our enemies are planning our destruction, and they have desired to destroy your ancient inheritance. Do not overlook your people whom you have redeemed for yourself out of the land of Egypt. Listen to my prayer. Have mercy on your inheritance and turn our mourning into gladness, that we may live and sing praise to your name, O Lord. Don't utterly destroy the mouth of those who praise you, O Lord. All Israel cried with all their might, for death was before their eyes. And Queen Esther took refuge in the Lord, being taken as it were in the agony of death. Having taken off her glorious apparel, she put on garments of distress and mourning. Instead of grand perfumes, she filled her head with ashes and dung. She greatly brought down her body, and she filled every place of her glad adorning with her tangled hair. She implored the Lord God of Israel and said, O my Lord, you alone are our king. Help me. I am destitute, and I have no helper but you, for my danger is near at hand. I have heard from my birth and the tribe of my kindred that you, Lord, took Israel out of all the nations and our fathers out of all their kindred for perpetual inheritance and have done for them all that you have said. And now we have sinned before you, and you have delivered us into the hands of our enemies, because we honored their gods. You are righteous, O Lord, but now they have not been contented with the bitterness of our slavery, but have laid their hands on the hands of their idols to abolish the decree of your mouth, and utterly to destroy your inheritance, and to stop the mouth of those who praise you, and to extinguish the glory of your house and your altar, and to open the mouth of the Gentiles to speak the praises of vanities, and that a mortal king should be admired forever. O Lord, don't resign your scepter to them that are not, and don't let them laugh at our fall, but turn their counsel against themselves and make an example of him who has begun to injure us. Remember us, O Lord. Manifest yourself in the time of our affliction. Encourage me, O King of gods and ruler of all dominion. Put harmonious speech into my mouth before the lion, and turn his heart to hate him who fights against us, to the utter destruction of him who agrees with him. But deliver us by your hand, and help me who am destitute, and have none but you, O Lord. You know all things, and know that I hate the glory of transgressors, and that I abhor the couch of the uncircumcised, and of every stranger. You know my necessity, for I abhor the symbol of my proud station which is upon my head in the days of my splendor. I abhor it as a menstruous cloth, and I don't wear it in the days of my tranquility. 
Your handmaid has not eaten at Haman's table, and I have not honored the banquet of the king. Neither have I drunk wine of libations. Neither has your handmaid rejoiced since the day of my promotion until now, except in you, O Lord God of Abraham. O God, who has power over all, listen to the voice of the desperate and deliver us from the hand of those who devise mischief. Deliver me from my fear. We will hear how the God of Abraham answered Esther's prayer next week in part two of the book of Esther. We at Save One More Now Incorporated encourage all listeners to seek the Lord for his calling on your life. If you are faithful to spend time with him throughout the day, you will come to know without a doubt that he really loves you and he has a purpose for your being here. We can be reached by email at truelife at saveonemorenow.org or our telephone number in the United States, 850-727-0493. We look forward to joining you next week and ask you to remember, Life is good. God gives life. God is good.